This episode is brought to you by TBS. It's October, and that means the MLB postseason is back on TBS. You can watch the biggest and brightest in the American League take the field and battle it out for a spot in the World Series. There will be crazy hits and clutch performances, jaw-dropping action from the Division Series on October 11th, and, of course, you have to watch the crowning of the next American League champion. Catch the best of the MLB postseason all month long on TBS. heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, February 17th. Ian Cameron with you. Uh, Jimmy Murphy uh, might be along momentarily with us as well, as long as the media obligations uh, don't get uh, in the way he might be able to join us. Alex B. Smith will not. He'll be back tomorrow uh, on the Thursday show. It's a short card today uh, in the NHL on this Wednesday. Uh, We've got just five games on tap. One of those games starting late this afternoon, the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes, a little matinee hockey, 5 p.m. Eastern with that game starting. Uh, Before we get into Wednesday night's card, though, uh, let's take a look back at what we saw uh, last night, uh, what was a very uh, interesting night of hockey, as it usually is uh, on a Tuesday. Um, We saw some interesting results uh, in the NHL uh, last night. Uh, We'll break some of those down for you right now. Uh, The New York Rangers, um, if you watch their performance last night against the New Jersey Devils. You would have thought that uh, the uh, New York Rangers were the team returning from a COVID shutdown, not the New Jersey Devils, uh, but give the Devils a lot of credit. Still with a lot of key players out of the lineup. I mean, there were numerous key contributors to the Devils that didn't play last night, including Nico Hishier, among others. And, and that's just one of many. And to be see the uh, New Jersey Devils play a really strong hockey game last night, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, I think that was very impressive as well. This is a guy that hasn't played in net for a very long time as well. Let's keep in mind, too, that not only the two-week shutdown from the uh, COVID-19 for the Devils, he wasn't playing before that hiatus. It was Scott Wedgwood in net uh, fair, pretty much every game at that point of the season for the Devils. So he's even had a longer 
amount of time since the last start he made a net for the Devils. And to see him just look like he hasn't skipped a beat, uh, look very much in control, poised, rebound control was very good. Uh, he was tracking the puck very well all night. Uh, you know, he was just on, on top of his angles. Post to post movement looked solid. Very good performance from McKenzie Blackwood last night, considering it had been a very long time since he had seen the net. And it's one of those losses where you're just left scratching your head about this New York Rangers team, you know, where it's been kind of a disappointment, more than kind of. It's been a fairly big disappointment so far this season from the New York Rangers. They haven't necessarily scored the goals that were, were expected from them with the offensive talents that they have. You know, Alexi Lafreniere's had a little bit of a tough time uh, adjusting. Now, you can't, you have to be patient. You can't, you know, push the panic button on the guy. He's, you know, his number one overall pick. He's, he's in his rookie season. Sometimes it's going to take a little bit of time for uh, certain players. But uh, nevertheless, um, just an impressive job by the Devils. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, again, another night where he's got chances but can't find the back of the net. He's got to get going for the Rangers, plain and simple. A lot is, uh, is, uh, expected of him a lot is required of him especially again we're waiting on Lafreniere to get it going Capo Caco has really not been uh playing at the level anybody thought he would people thought we'd be Patrick Lyon a part two another Finn with just a deadly release and an ability to just score goals in bunches kind of like Patrick Lyon has done his countryman early in his career and that just hasn't happened so far for him so that puts a lot more pressure on Sabanajad to get out of his funk they need more out of, you know, I think Chris Kreider's got to step up a little bit more. Buchnevich has been solid. He got one of the goals last night. You know, it's unfortunate because, you know, at times they played better defensively. At times they haven't. You know, they made a couple of bad plays with the puck last night. The Rangers actually kind of looked like they were turning their defensive game around a little bit, but a lot of mistakes with the puck, and uh, most of those wound up uh, in the back of their net uh, last night in the loss to New Jersey. So, Disappointing for the Rangers, to say the least, uh, but give New Jersey credit for getting the 5-2 win uh, last night. Uh, Washington bounced back to beat Pittsburgh. Give them credit. Give them credit also for proving me wrong as uh, someone that had the over yesterday in that game. As those two teams do not deliver a seventh straight, uh, a eighth straight over, I should say, head-to-head -head as the Capitals dig in defensively, shut down the Penguins, and win that game 3-1. Uh, the Islanders uh, shut out the Sabres 3-0. The Kings shut out the Wild 4-0. Uh, Minnesota totally out of sync last night in that game. And the game of the night, Colorado 3-2 win over Vegas. Uh, great hockey game again. And these are now back-to-back -back games with the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. That If you've watched these two games with these two teams back-to-back -back like this, you're in the same camp as me. And I said this on Twitter at Bobano last night that, if you're any kind of hockey fan and you watch these two teams play each other in these two straight games against one another, you're craving for a playoff series between them. The hockey was great. It had physicality. It had intensity. The goaltending was superb in both games from both Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Grubauer. Uh, you still had a plenty of pace, even though the, the Sunday game only had a single goal scored. And even though last night's game only had five goals and also stayed under the total, uh, there were chances. It's not like these two teams were just sitting back uh, and looking to count, uh, capitalize on mistakes, just sitting back and looking to play defense. Uh, there was good pace. There was plenty of good opportunities. Uh, it was just, and it, you can tell, one nothing Vegas, 3-2 Colorado. Both of them decided by a single goal the first two games 
of the season series between the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. It pretty much tells you right there that these two teams, there's not a whole lot to decide between them, splitting hairs. You know, even the Golden Knights, you would think you give them the edge on the blue. It definitely have to give Colorado the edge offensively. Because I think their four lines and their depth up front can do a bit more than Vegas. Vegas is a little bit more top-heavy, a little bit more reliant on the top six forwards, namely Pacioretty uh, and Stone, uh, among others. Whereas Colorado, you could get an, a, a goal and some offense any given night from any of their four lines. So you probably have to give the forward depth edge to Colorado. You would think you have to give the blue line edge to Vegas because they've got Petrangelo, Stanley Cup winner, veteran blue liner, great at both ends of the ice. Alec Martinez, Stanley Cup winner, great at both ends of the ice, moves the puck well, good positioning in his own zone, doesn't panic when under pressure with the puck on his stick. You know, those are two great defensemen to have. Certainly trumps Colorado in terms of their blue line experience. Oh, and then, by the way, you've got Shea Theodore now back from injury to make your blue line even stronger, a guy that's played outstanding hockey uh, for the Golden Knights the last year or two. However, Colorado, despite the lack of inex the lack of experience compared to Vegas's blue line, they're playing well. You know, to be able to play as well as they have against Vegas these last two games without Kale McCarr, who is obviously a Norris Trophy candidate this year, and to see guys like Bowen Byram, you know, 19 years old. He hasn't even hit 20 years of age yet. And he's playing on the friggin' top pair last night with Devon Taves. And he doesn't look one bit out of place. He's making good reads. He's jumping up into the play. He's picking the right time to do it. You know, he's responsible in his own zone. He has just been remarkable in just the uh, short sample size since uh, he's been called up here to this Avalanche team and gotten that opportunity on their blue line. So, you know, to even though you would have to give a significant experience edge to Vegas's blue line, I think you have to give a ton of credit to the Colorado Avalanche that they have gotten so much from, you know, Bowen Byram already and Ryan Graves and, you know, Sam Girard was injured last night. He is a guy that's also been very good on their blue line. You know, they're asking guys like Connor Timmons, Jacob McDonald, Ryan Graves to log more minutes. Uh, they had no Eric John uh, Eric Johnson, one of their most experienced defensemen, who's been in the league for a very long time, still on the IR. Samuel Girard didn't play, as I mentioned. Kale McCarr didn't play last night. To see everybody collectively step up, I had no idea Colorado had this much depth uh, on their blue line, and we're seeing it in spades. You know, to be able to play that well against Vegas, had a chance to win Sunday, did beat them last night when you got no Girard, no McCarr. No Eric Johnson for the longest time. Bowen Byram on a top pair at 19 years old doesn't look one bit out of place, and you're getting, you know, uh, Ryan Graves playing well uh, on the blue line for them. You're getting Devon Taves has been a great addition, steady as as it goes at the back. Oh, I think we lost Ian. Uh, we shall be right. Well, I'll keep going with you. I, I just jumped in myself. I apologize to our viewers out there. Uh, I was kind of getting my Bruins coverage done, but I'm not sure where, uh, where Ian was at this point. So I'm, I'm coming in cold, coming in blind here. Uh, but I'll go through some games and I apologize if Ian, I'm guessing he already got to the pa Panthers and Carolina hurricanes, uh, which is an early start for all you out there. I'm sure you pointed that out. 508. Uh, look, the, the Florida Panthers right now 
I think in the last week have really proven to us that they're for real. Um, I was looking at their schedule thinking, you know, maybe this was all mirage and where they were in the standings and they went for a while without losing in regulation. Um, but they're for real. And they, they're starting to show that they can play different types of games. I know those games are pretty high scoring against the uh, Lightning, uh, but they have shown that they can play tighter games as well. I think defense is still their, their main issue. They're, they're definitely looking, I know for a fact from talking to people around the league, they're definitely looking for help on the blue line still. But I think it's gotten better. And Bobrovsky's come up with some bigger saves. He's starting to get clutch in, in these moments. Uh, so you look at that game right now, um, I like the value in the Panthers in this game. I, I know the Hurricanes are coming off a game in which they scored seven goals, uh, and they went and beat a, a Columbus team that was starting looked like they were turning a corner. I know Ian's following that Columbus team a lot, and you know, and he, he's been giving us updates where the trends with them and where they're headed. So that's a pretty solid win for Carolina. But I'm going to take the Road Dogs. Give me the Panthers uh, straight up in the money line. I'm looking at a plus one twenty five. I'm also loving the over in this. Uh, I mean, you're putting together uh, two teams that have been lighting up the scoreboard in the past few games. So uh, if I haven't looked everywhere, uh, I'm guessing you can't. But if you can get a six, definitely jump on it. But even still, I'd suggest going on the over on the six and a half there. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like we'll, we lost Ian for a bit here, and hopefully we get him back soon. Let's motor on down. Oh, you know what? Let's take a look at a couple props that I was eyeing in this uh, Florida game. Uh, first off, as well, um, I jump on the over for the first period. I, I think that's a solid bet as well. Over one and a half. I'm seeing it at minus one forty-five. Uh, you look into the uh, the goals and the goal props. Uh, if I'm going down on the Florida side right now, I'm going to look at a guy that Ian's been high on, uh, Verhage has been great for them. And you can get him right now. I'm looking on Bovada. You can get him at plus 250 to score a goal. Um, I, another guy that's interesting, that's good, pretty good value, is Huberto. Um, and he's at plus 225. But if you jack it up to score two goals, get a little bold there, you can go all the way up to plus 1,200. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and dabble in that. Give me Huberto to have a two-goal night at least uh, at plus 1,200. Hundred and like I said, Arvahegi a goal at plus two fifty on the Carolina side. I mean, Aho is always worth it, but you're not getting much value. He's at plus one seventy five. Um, you know, Dougie Hamilton's kind of a a guy to look at. Uh, you can get some really good value on him scoring. He hasn't exactly lit it up when it comes to goals, but he's always got the chance, right? He's working their power plays and offensive defense. I mean, all he thinks is offense. So, you know, sooner or later, he's going to have one of these games uh, or these stretches where he starts to light it up goal wise. So, you know, maybe not worth it at plus 450 there. Um, a, a long shot right now to look at for a goal, and he doesn't have one yet. And it's really weird. And, you know, Jacob Slavin. By many around the league, scouts, GMs, he's viewed as really one of the best young defensemen or best guys entering his prime, so to speak. Uh, a lot of teams have coveted him, and he's had a really slow start. He was hurt for a bit, but he's really off to a slow start. I believe three helpers, uh, that's it right now. You get him at plus 600. I mean, if you got a little extra money to throw around, you know, the guys do. He's long overdue, so he could be interesting there as far as props go, but uh, let's move on to another game here, and that's the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And um, immediately, oh, you're there, Ian. 
I'm back. Yes, I am. Right, Sorry buddy. about that. Technical issues. The gremlins sometimes strike, and uh, when you're coming off getting buried by an avalanche of snow, uh, that might be might be causing some of this. But yeah. uh, we're back. Uh, I was just talking before I cut out there about Colorado and the impressive win last night. Uh, unbelievable job by them. I mean, shorthanded as can be on blue line on the blue line. Yeah. Uh, and just finding a way to win in that circumstance was pretty damn impressive. I'm looking forward to Lake Tahoe, that game on Saturday. Uh, that'll be the rubber match because it's 1-1. Uh, that scenery, because they've seen, I've sh they've shown shots of it yeah. on television. It's going to be picturesque. I mean, the yeah, snow and the night in the background, isn't that something? Yeah, be nice. that would be the one. I mean, if you you know you had to pick, the, I've been blessed to cover two of them. I covered one where the Patriots play at Gillette Stadium and an outdoor at Fenway. Uh, but I'll tell you, that would just be something. But, you know, they, they did offer uh, limited media there, but it was more national media that they're bringing in. And uh, and then also just the, the prices were astronomical. I thought I would have thought they would have been cheap because they need business. They would have given us some deals. But, Ian, they were talking minimum uh, for one night stay in a hotel room there uh, where the league had set up shop was 1200 bucks for one night. Wow. <laughs> like... I, I don't know how they expect media to get there. Like, so it'll be interesting, but uh, yeah, good. For, it should be a fun time in Colorado. You're right. Ian. Uh look, I think that was a huge, I thought it was a huge game for them coming in. I liked them as a dog yesterday uh, coming in. It, it just seemed like one of those gut check games they needed. I know they were shorthanded, but they still went out and did it. And that, you know, this is a team that uh, pretty much 90% of people around the league picked as the Stanley cup favorite. Uh, they haven't exactly lived up to it, but they've had injuries. They've had COVID situations, so you can't really blame them. But that's a big statement win, I think, for the Colorado Avalanche. I'm impressed that this blue line is as deep as it is because to survive this many guys out on the defense last night and have everybody playing well. They got Bowen Byram, a 19-year-old kid on the top yeah. panel. He doesn't look one bit out of place. It's unbelievable what's That's happening. why maybe they thought they could uh, survive the goaltending tandem they had. I mean, let's face it. Everyone was saying that's the one-week link would be the goaltending for the Colorado Avalanche. But now, you know, when you look at it, maybe this is what the coaching and management staff are saying. Hey, we're stacked on D, man. We'll hack it. We'll figure it out. We'll play tight system in front of him, and, and we'll make it work, and we'll we'll get to where we got to go. Yeah, and they're getting uh, where they want to go a little bit more after a huge win last night for sure. Uh, Jimmy, I think you were talking about Florida, Carolina, which is good because that's the first Okay, I didn't game. know if you would gotten into that or not, so I didn't yeah, want to Yeah, we're just like, getting you know? into the card. Yeah, we were just Great. getting into the card as I cut out. So I'll so leave it to brief. Take. I already told them everything I, I want to do in that game, so you give your take. And just so you know, uh, my official play is the Panthers uh, straight up on the money line. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm in the same boat there uh when it comes to this game. Carolina minus 145 home favorites, six, six and a half the total. I am on Florida at a plus price. And I know uh I was against uh or I was against Carolina the other night with Columbus and it didn't come through because Columbus I was feeling good after a three to one lead in the first 10 minutes of that game yeah. for the Jackets, but boy, the floodgates open for the hurricanes after that. What do they score? Six unanswered goals. Uh, and end up winning seven to three uh, over Columbus. Uh, they're a dangerous team right now, Carolina. I have all the respect in the world, and I know they remain undefeated at home after that win against Columbus. But it's time to recognize what Florida's doing. You know, they just took two out of three from the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they buried Tampa Bay in that game. I know it ended six four, but uh, they yeah. got up five to one at one point in that game to see. Uh, Huberto and Barkov playing as well as they are for this team, just carrying them offensively, uh, defensively. You know, they, they let 
the lead get away a little against Tampa, but hey, it's the Lightning. You know, you're going to give up goals to that team. Um, it's pretty telling that uh, Joel Quenville's rolling right back here with Chris Drager, Drager in net today for the uh, Panthers. So there's still, I think, a little something unsettling going on with them and Bobrovsky. I don't know what it is, but uh, Drieger back in net here. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic in net for the uh, Panthers. Probably the right call by Brindamore. they got to give Reimer a rest. He's played a lot of games. Uh, I think it's a good time to rest him. Nedeljkovic has been kind of up and down. So I, I just think Florida getting this price, and they're 4-0-1 on the road this year. Mm -hmm. You know, they only have one shootout loss on the road, and they've won all their other road games. I just think it's a very generous price to be given this Panthers team, the way they're playing right now. So I am on the Panthers here. I'm also on over the total. I think it gets there. Florida is scoring in bunches right now. Carolina scoring in bunches as well. Can't say Drieger or Nedeljkovic or goalies. I trust to completely put up a brick wall here. So uh, I like the over as well. Florida and over for me. That's that's exactly what I had. And then I actually threw in a couple goal props. And you mentioned one of the guys, uh, Ian Hubido. Uh, look, you can still get good value for Hubido on goal props, which I'm surprised. He is playing great right now. Um, and it's pretty amazing. I don't know if you noticed, Ian. I, I forget what the stat was. Sorry, I'm not good at the analytics, but he's very high in one analytics in terms of um, points in, in in games played and scoring. I forget what it was. Anyhow, points for 60 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and, and he's he's he hasn't played that many minutes. He's not playing a lot of minutes every game, which is interesting. Yeah. You would have thought he'd be racking up, so people were wondering is he hurt. But his points aren't saying that he's hurt. So jump on the value you can, when you can get it with this guy. All right. Ottawa-Toronto, a Battle of Ontario Part 2. Toronto minus 300, uh, minus 320 in some spots. Home favorites, total 6.5, shaded to the over. Of course, this will be the uh, much ballyhooed revenge spot that most people will think with the uh, Leafs here. And, yeah, they'll probably be uh, meaning business tonight, I'm sure of that, after what happened on Monday night. Just a remarkable Comeback for Ottawa, collapse for Toronto. Uh, like I said on Twitter, uh, shades of uh, or ghosts of Toronto Maple Leaf teams past. You know, a little ode to Ebenezer Scrooge. That was my tweet after that loss uh, to Ottawa. And look, uh, Sheldon Keefe had a great quote after the game saying, that's about as uncomfortable as I've ever felt with a 5-2 to two lead going into the third period. Why did he feel that way? Because of the turnover and the giveaway that led to that 5-2 goal in the final seconds of the second period. So what happens? You're, yeah, you're in complete control of the game still at that point, but you give Ottawa a team that was dead, dead as a doornail prior to that 5-2 goal, a little bit of spark and a little bit of energy going into the dressing room in the second intermission. And all of a sudden they think, all right, we got a goal. Let's come out there early third period. Let's get that quick goal, make it 5-3. And then, you know, never know. Maybe we can get back into this. And whereas Toronto comes out at the start of the third period, even after giving up that late second period goal, thinking oh, well, we gave up the late second period goal, but we're still in control. We're up 5-2. It's Ottawa uh, on the other side. What could they do about it? Oh, they did a hell of a lot about it. Uh, Toronto just kept on giving the puck away, loosey-goosey, you know, trying to think they could skate through two guys in their own zone and through the neutral zone and try to make pretty plays again. And it was basically the kind of stuff that the Leafs have done an excellent job up until Monday night of cutting out of their game. You know, these uh, plays were high-risk plays and puck management issues. They haven't been there for Toronto. Well, they came back in spades Monday night against Ottawa, and the Senators capitalized. Short-handed goals given up. Odd man rushes given up. Breakaways. Uh, it was the whole gamut for the Leafs in terms of just defensive calamities 
uh, to lead Ottawa back in that game. And of course, they not only come back to tie it, but they win it on the Evgeny Dadanov uh, overtime goal and, and come back to win 6-5. And Freddie Anderson's not absolved of blame either. It was not one of his better games in net either uh, for the Leafs. But I would expect them to really be chomping at the bit to get this one back here tonight against the uh, Senators. Uh, we'll see uh, where uh, DJ Smith goes with his goaltending. There was some uh, talk that we might do that. We're going to see Murray either tonight or tomorrow night. These two teams play again, uh, the Sens and Leafs for the third straight time, uh, but we don't know when that will be. It is going to be Anderson back in net for the Leafs. I do like Toronto here on the puck line, minus one and a half, minus 130. You know defense is going to be emphasized again after what happened uh, on Monday night. So, I think this could be something like a you know four to one type win for Toronto. Something like that wouldn't surprise me. I certainly would lean under. I like the puck line, but my even stronger take with Toronto here is the first period. You can lay half a goal, Toronto puck line minus 0 0.5 plus a hundred, even money. I think they get out of the first period with the lead. And I think that first 20 minutes, you see Toronto really put their foot down, mean business, come out strong take a lead going into the first intermission. So that I even like that one more, the first period puck line, Toronto minus a half goal plus a hundred. Jimmy, what do you think here? Ottawa, Toronto. I mean, I love that. I'd actually like to make that my official play would be Toronto in the first period. Um, and I do like the under overall. I, I just think, you know, they've got no choice, but to tighten up uh, when it comes to Toronto Maple Leafs, or they're going to really be uh, doing the drills and practice the rest of this week. So they, you know, they're going to come out, they're going to have a, Tighter, or they had a tighter system in place. They just didn't follow it. They let up on it. Uh, the one thing I would say, though, you know, just be weary. I, you know, when, if you're liking Toronto in this game, I totally see the rationale. But be weary. This is more, I think, you know, Alex loves to do those live betting. This is a very good live betting game because Ottawa, as we just saw, and they've done it a lot this season, sometimes it bites them, but sometimes it works. They take that old Rocky Balboy approach where, you know, they got Clubber Lane pounding the living hell out of him. He's, he's like, you ain't that bad. You ain't that bad. Come on, come on, come on. What do you got? You got any more? Come on. That's what the Ottawa Senators do now, man. <laughs> yes. And they're going to they're gonna wait it out. You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. Come on, bring it, Austin. Bring it. So be wary of getting ahead of that, uh, you know, the Ottawa Senators here because I know, even, I think you're right. The Leafs, the Leafs are coming out this period in the first period. They're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at them. And Ottawa is probably just going to be like, let's tough it. Let's just buckle down, take it as much as we can. If we come out of here down one nothing, then we're in a good spot. That's the way I think they're looking at it. Yeah, and, Toronto, and Ottawa's worst goal differential uh, as a team this season is the first period. There you go. So, there you go. And, and you think you would think Toronto's going to be jumping out of their skates tonight uh, after what the, the debacle. You know, that yeah. happened Monday night. So, yeah, that's why I think the first period – like, I like the puck line too, don't get me wrong, but right. I think the first period is the is the better bet uh, if you're going to back Toronto here uh, tonight in this game. Chicago-Detroit, a uh, rematch here uh, between the Blackhawks and Red Wings. Uh, Chicago I mean, minus 135. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Chicago minus 135 road favorites, five and a half the total in this one. I do like Detroit a little bit here, enough to bet them. Detroit's been good at avoiding the sweeps lately. You know, when they play these back-to-backs, look at look at the recent games they've played. They split with Florida, and Florida's a damn good hockey team. They split with Nashville. Probably should have went 2-0 against Nashville because they I think they should have won the first game, but they bounced back. They won the second game against Nashville. I know they haven't beaten Chicago yet this year, but they were right in that game the other night against the Blackhawks. They're at home. I don't think they want to drop two in a row at home to Chicago. They've actually split more of these back-to-back -back games against the same team 
then they've been swept, to be honest with you. Because go back early in the season in Detroit, they, they split with Columbus and they split with Carolina in, in back-to-back games against those teams at home. So I think the Detroit Red Wings are worth a look here. It, it's a smaller bet for me compared to the others I'm on in this on this card tonight, but I think Detroit plus 120 is a worthy look here. Jimmy, what do you think? Blackhawks, Red Wings. Oh, he's muted. At least one of us is going to do the show. It's, 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 yeah. it's, that's a good problem. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, I, you know what? I'm going to pass on this game. I would maybe lean against Detroit because it has, it seems like they're playing a lot more often and it's been back and forth, win, loss, win, loss. So, uh, it feels like that at least. And I, I would lean towards Detroit, but I'll pass on this. All right. Vancouver, Calgary. We've got the flames minus minus one fifty-five home favorites, total six, uh, pretty much across the board here. You know, Vancouver would played pretty damn good the last time against Calgary, but unfortunately, they didn't capitalize on their chances. Calgary did. Uh, Calgary was better. Uh, they, they couldn't not be better than they were in the first two games against Vancouver. They split the first two, but they should have went 0-2. They should have lost the first one on Thursday. They got outplayed, and then they got even more outplayed Saturday and lost that game to the Canucks. And Jeff Ward was kind of uh, angry about the way his team uh, didn't compete that night, and they were better for sure. But I thought Vancouver still made a very good account of themselves in that game. Uh, the Canucks, uh, you know, ended up, you know, still being right in that game when you look at it. Uh, but boy, Jacob Markstrom against his former team, he has played very well. He's the only reason they won the Thursday game. He's the only reason they had a chance to win the Saturday game. And I think he's getting some very, very, he's getting some enjoyment and ultimate satisfaction, I think, of just handing Vancouver a loss to this guy. Uh, I think you can tell he's kind of enjoying that. Uh, not that there's hard feelings, but hey. You know, when the team decides, hey, we're not going to up the ante to pay you in the offseason, there's a little bit of spite. Never going to yeah. come up publicly and say that. But there's always a little bit of spite to say, you know what, we'll show you how much you miss me this year uh, in between the pipes for you. And I think Jacob Markstrom's doing that. And unfortunately for Canuck fans, there is not going to be a rest spot here for Jacob Markstrom. He's going to be back in net tonight again uh, for the Flames uh, against the uh, Canucks. Calgary's just the better team at this point, but I don't want to lay minus 155 with them. Uh, you know, back home here against Vancouver, they had success against the Canucks in this building earlier this season. So I think they get the win. I just don't love the price. So I lean Calgary. Uh, maybe you take them in regulation for a bit more uh, value, uh, but this is a game I'm not involved in. I'm looking to pass on it here. The total, too, is at six. Maybe at five and a half, I go over, but at six with Markstrom and how well he's played uh, in these. Uh, first couple of games against the Canucks, uh, that worries me enough to stay off the over here. Jimmy, what do you think, Calgary, Vancouver? Yeah, you know what, I'm I'm with you. It, it just looks like you know, look, Vancouver got it together. They started to play a little better, and they got a win. And you know, they've been doing okay, a lot better than they were, say, a week ago. But Calgary is just a better team right now. So I would lean if I was going to take the side, I would lean on Calgary, uh, but I'm not. But I am going to touch that total, and I'm going to go under six in this game. All right, Calgary-Vancouver under six, minus 110 uh, for Jimmy with the Flames and the Canucks. Uh, final game on the slate, uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton. Man, this game was nuts the other night uh, between <laughs> these two teams. Uh, Winnipeg got raced out to a big lead, uh, nearly blew it. Uh, Edmonton got it to 5-5 when, when Winnipeg was up 4-1 yeah. to one at, at one point. Uh, but the Jets rescued themselves. Blake Wheeler deflection in front of the net to give them the 6-5 lead, and that goal held up as the game winner as Winnipeg took it six to five 
Uh, I think we're going to see a little bit of a tighter game tonight between these two teams. Uh, Edmonton minus 135 to minus 140 home favorites, total six and a half across the board. I'm going to be on Edmonton here. Uh, I, I was debating regulation or money line. I'm going to go money line here and just lay the extra price here, minus 135 range to minus 140 with Edmonton. If you actually look at the stats of the game the other night between these two teams, yeah, Winnipeg won 6-5, but it was domination for the Oilers. They had the better uh, opportunities. They had more shots on goal. And you look at all those advanced numbers uh, between the teams as well uh, in terms of you know high danger chances. All of those things were on the side uh, of the Edmonton Oilers. And look, I like Winnipeg in that game, and I'm happy I won. It was a nice plus price, and uh, I thought it was still a good spot for the Jets with mm -hmm. the Oilers off a long time following a successful road trip. Uh, and that's exactly uh, what we saw uh, from uh, Winnipeg. You know, Edmund Edmonton kind of flat. And Mike Smith, like I said, the Mike Smith regression had to hit eventually. Uh, he can't keep yeah. doing what he was doing, and that's exactly what happened. He had his worst game by far against Winnipeg but you know he's got a chance to recompose himself he is going to be back in tonight uh, in goal for the uh, Oilers and I think he will be better this time around you know as much as I thought he would finally you know have a game where he didn't play as well the last time uh, I do think he'll probably be a little bit better uh, in this matchup here uh, against uh, the Jets the second time around he got pulled that game Koskinen had to come in so I do think you'll get Smith playing better and look, Edmonton probably deserved the two points the other night, didn't get it. I think they got a good chance to bounce back. And they were just really working that puck, that uh, working over that Winnipeg defense. Winnipeg survived it. Hellebuck bailed them out a few times. I just think it's a good bounce back situation for an Edmonton team that even though they lost against Winnipeg on Tuesday or on Monday, they really did outplay the uh, Jets for extended parts of that game. So I'm going to go ahead with Edmonton here around minus 135, minus 140, the current price there on the Oilers. Jimmy, what do you think here? Winnipeg versus Edmonton. I think we're going to see a barn burner again, and I think we're going OT. So I'm going to take the draw in this game as my official play. All right. That's the uh, draw uh, for uh, Jimmy in this one. So thinking this game can go to uh, overtime uh, or a shootout. And again, when you're talking the draw option from a betting standpoint, you get very, very attractive uh, plus prices on those in the plus 300 range. Uh, so definitely uh, draw uh, has the potential. Again, you had a one-goal game. It almost got to overtime uh, Monday night uh, between these two teams. Uh, Jimmy liking the uh, draw here tonight with the uh, Oilers uh, and uh, the Jets. Uh, we'll see if uh, that comes to fruition, but definitely can't argue with the price you get uh, on those uh, draw options. Uh, Edmonton-Winnipeg draw plus 350 You know, is the draw for this one. So really good price. Uh, it will be if it cashes and if the game does indeed go to overtime. All right, that is the Wednesday card. Again, a very short card, a shorter show, five games on the NHL slate. We'll get to best bets in just a second. Uh, before we do, though, uh, a reminder that uh, you want to sign up at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up there, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app. Sign up for an account there. Use the promo code THPN, which, of course, stands for the Hockey Podcast Network, and get yourself uh, all kinds of uh, deals, uh, discounts. Uh, you get all uh, some bet boosts as well at your disposal. All you got to do, download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN to get involved uh, with that. All right, it is time for best bets here now on this Wednesday, February 17th edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Uh, before we get Jimmy's best bet and mine, I'm going to give you what Alex is on. He couldn't make the show today, but he sent along his uh, plays on the card tonight. He likes Chicago. 
uh, to get the job done. Oh, we're going to accuse him of being a homer here. Homer, uh, Chicago <laughs> minus 135 uh, against Detroit. And he's also on the over in the Florida Carolina game over six uh, or six and a half. There are a couple sixes. I have six in that game, but even if you can only find six and a half, I will still endorse uh, the over in that game as well as uh, Alex liking the over in that Panthers Hurricanes game as well. And again, make note the start time is 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that game late afternoon. Uh, Jimmy, what uh, best? I think you already said it actually earlier. I believe you're you're liking this Leafs first period option. That is, that's my best bet right there. All right, Toronto minus a half goal plus a hundred first period uh, against Ottawa. Uh, that's Jimmy Murphy's best bet. Uh, my best bet for the show tonight is I'm going to go with. Florida, Carolina over six. You uh, yeah. No, you know what? Actually, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. Instead of the over, I'm gonna go for the I'm gonna go for the underdog price here. Florida go plus one twenty-five here in this one. That, that uh, was my I, second favorite for sure. Was the Panthers, and then that over in that game was my third. So I, I definitely see that happen. And Florida, Florida's for real, man. I be, like I'm believing now. They they've sold. I, I'm sold on them. Uh, they're playing like their offense has come to their offense was kind of slow early on, but boy, they're finding the back yeah. of the net now. Uh, that's sure. making timely saves. That's a big thing. Yeah. yeah and Drieger, I think Drieger has been just as good, if not better. And he's back in net again today. Uh, Ekblad and Wegar and Strawman have been awesome. I think this is the best I've seen Keith Yandel play in a long time as well for the Panthers. I think he stepped his game up. So that blue line's played a lot better than I thought. So the reason I'm going with Florida instead of the overs, because the over is only six now at one or two books, and most books have six and a half. At six and a half, it's not best bet material for me. It would have to be six uh, with the over. So that's why I decided I'm going to go with Florida here. Plus 125 against Carolina. I know I'm going against a team that hasn't lost at home yet, uh, but let's not forget they were down 3-1 early against Columbus, and yeah. it's not like they started the game strong. They were rallying in that game, but – I think it's going to be tougher today. And this Florida team, just one loss, and it came beyond regulation on the road this season. So they've been road warriors, the Panthers, including, of course, winning in Tampa, which is not an easy feat uh, by any stretch. So yep. uh, I like Florida here, plus 125 against Carolina. That is going to be my best bet for this Wednesday, February 17th edition of the Ice Guys. And that'll wrap up the show. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. And listening as well, if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, on either the Ice Guys channel or the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel, you can download and listen to the podcast on the go wherever you are uh, on all major podcast platforms uh, and uh, listen to what we like daily in terms of the NHL betting card. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.